Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. Let's take tech in the right direction to drive social change and close the employment, pay, and culture gap for women in technology. This podcast is focused on helping turn ideas into action to create opportunities for women to advance in the dynamic technology industry. I hope this podcast will inspire and motivate you to encourage more women and girls to seek or grow a career as a woman in technology. Stories about the journey of amazing women in this tech field starts right now. Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. This week, I'll be speaking with Arabel Alva Rosales. Arabel is an entrepreneur that has been described in Chicago Magazine as a renaissance woman because of her ability to discuss concerns on Wall Street, global issues, and what's happening in our communities. She is president and CEO of AAR and Associates which has 15 years of experience as a leader in both management and technology tools. Arabelle is the founder of Runway Latinx and also co-founder and principal of Latino Fashion Week. This endeavor has allowed me to use my business acumen, my wide variety of contacts, and my creative side to its fullest, says Arabelle. However, her proudest accomplishment is being a mother of a dynamic, energetic, and knowledge-seeking daughter. She keeps me priority-focused, says Arabelle. We're always looking for opportunities to enjoy time with each other and learn new things. Together, she and her daughter, Alina, became first-degree black belts in Taekwondo, have traveled, and also taken dance lessons. These are bonding experiences, and we learn so much from each other, says Arabelle. Welcome to the show, Arabelle. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Great. So let's get started. Arabelle, you're such a successful entrepreneur and have been described in Chicago Magazine as the Renaissance woman. Can you share with us how you got started and your journey that got you here? Well, interestingly enough, um, my family uh, has an entrepreneurial background. Uh, They're both my mom and dad. My dad's passed away now, but um, may he rest in peace. But they both came here from Mexico and um, met here and then started all kinds of different businesses. And when I was very young, I was always working. Like I don't ever remember a time when I wasn't working, but I've always thought of working pretty much as fun because we did it as a family base. Um, But I've got to tell you because uh, entrepreneurs, I think, go up and down so much that there was a time when I thought, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. (laughs) um, And so my first stint, uh, worked my way through school, was actually I went into government um, and got my undergrad and my law degree while I was um, in government. I worked... um, I worked for a governor here in Illinois and uh, became one of the youngest cabinet members. I actually, I was director of the Liquor Control Commission for the state uh, of Illinois. If you look at the pictures, I look like I'm 12. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was kind of funny, but um, I got my degree and then the governor appointed me um, to that position. And interestingly enough, it was there where I created, you know, I saw that, um, and again, this is, 
over 20 years ago, I, I, I saw that needed better management tools and I put a team together to come up with different ideas. Um, that was kind of the beginning of what technology was and that team, uh, we put together all kinds of different ideas, some of them that were implemented on a statewide level. And when the governor was gonna leave, um, I decided then that really my, my place was to go back and be an entrepreneur, which is what I had grown up as. As tough as I had seen it with my family, I thought that was a place where I could really make a bigger impact. And so I was ready to go back and I took this team that I had put together as an outside team and I and I said I'm going to put a management technology firm together again technology was so different back then mm -hmm. uh, but I had this vision that the, that would give me the tools to to help other companies and kind of create an impact I didn't quite have it all down packed I had um, I had taken you know had gotten some certifications in tech and then this team that I had put together was really good team and so when I left, I asked a few of them if they wanted to come with me, and they were independent, so they, that's how I started my company. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So it really shows that entrepreneurial spirit is in your blood, in your family. It's something that, you know, you came right back to. Um, tell me a little bit about, you know, where the spark for technology came in. Well, because of that, it was really more – a, a need or a desire to better manage um, and as I said in my in that department I wanted to better manage things um, and so for example and I know this is, sounds so silly but at that time we we weren't able we were the first ones uh, where you were able to get your license online we actually created that and back then it was a big deal now it's nothing right um, mm. but I wanted to manage uh, things more efficiently internally and externally and so that's where you know I, we, I said let's look at all these different tools that are out there very different than now right mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and and so that that's really where I had this desire to do that and and I saw the way to do that was through technology so mm -hmm, that, that that's that's where my head went and uh, that's where our team went that's very forward thinking and you know you were thinking not only about technology but the automation and the tools that are part of technology to help streamline your processes and I think that's so amazing to be able to have that insight early on because like you said technology was really different at that time mm -hmm. um, so your expertise lies both in management and technology tools which are both absolutely critical to business today can you share a little bit about your company and how you help organizations? So currently, um, and we've evolved, uh, and I, I really encourage um, business owners to to be limber and to be open to evolve and to kind of be looking out on the horizon for what's coming. Uh, you have to have a little bit of a, not a little bit, a lot of a good gut instinct. So. Right now, we do uh, predominantly managed services. Um, uh, we uh, also do help desk service. And so I have engineers um, on, on the networking side, and we have a lot of projects, mostly on the government side, um, that you know help manage and also manage, remediate 
um, software as well as do some of the networking side. And so that's kind of our core business. But when I, when I started, it was more looking at how to manage, trying to find the specific tools. Now we have relationships, very specific relationships with some pretty big partners. Infor Global has been a partner for, my goodness, 12, 13 years. Um, B2G Now, uh, mm -hmm. CDWG is a partner, you know, so we have all these partners and we work with them and sometimes, you know, I even look for business for them or, or they'll come to us because we've set up this relationship where we're uh, on projects, we're very trustworthy, we'll come through for them. Um, that's one portion of my business and the other portion of the business is um, telecom which I started about six or seven years ago, and that's more in the utility side. Okay. Uh, but the reason I say that I think you have to be open-minded and willing to evolve is when I started, I really was trying to figure out what was out there, trying to figure out, I mean, I knew the tools we had, um, but I got into very much on the hardware side, mm -hmm. which was, would do very little of that now, but we had a whole team that got very much into the hardware side. It was a huge opportunity. We actually uh, were the the Dell partners for Chicago Public Schools for like six mm -hmm. or seven years, and um, we did that. That that ended up being for a while about seventy percent of our business. But I started evolving and looking at this, which is now what we are now. You know, developing this other side, and that was really good because. I think sometimes if you put um, too many of your eggs in one basket, that basket may go away and your eggs get all cracked, right? Uh -huh, and so uh -huh. um, that's, that happened to us. And, and I've got to tell you, it was a very tough thing. So where now our core group is probably about 20, 25 uh, people, high-level engineers in many cases, uh, before it was more hardware and uh, I had about 200 people and we lost that contract. Mm -hmm. If you can imagine, um, you got six months to make that up. So I, I was glad because I was looking ahead and had already started planning and my strategic plan had changed as to what I wanted my company to look like. So I encourage business owners to always do that and also to not put so many of your resources or count so much of one area, you know, really balance it out with a number of different accounts, which we do now. We have a number of different accounts uh, because things happen, right? Things happen. No, that's so true. You know, that's, that's been a very big focus for me and a conversation every month in our business that we look at what percentage of um, – our revenue is from each customer. And I really, really focus on having no more than 10% of our revenue come from one customer because I have seen so many businesses actually go out of business because they had one customer, things were so good for so long, and then crash, you know, and it just hits hard and it's very difficult then to reinvent yourself. So really good advice um, and something that, you know, every business owner should be thinking about, you know, that diversity uh, to diversify their portfolio. Um, so you're also very active in the fashion industry and I love this. So tell me more about that. 
So I am. So I, I have something called uh, Runway Latin X. Um, I actually it used to be another entity called uh, Latino Fashion Week, which we did for about 12, 13 years. I had a partner with that. It evolved to this now, Runway Latinx, which we started about almost two years ago now, and uh, has been very successful. And so it's basically a, a fashion week, if you will. And it's a way, I, I wanted a vehicle uh, to be able to give back especially to the Latino community and also in in a big part um, it's a way to honor my dad so my dad my father when they when he first came to Chicago uh, was a was a tailor turned designer he was um, I'm very much my father mm-hmm. <laughs> he had a, 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 one of the first Spanish TV programs it was a show de Alba Molina and he would bring in celebrities, like these big celebrities. Now that I see, I was a kid, you know, so mm-hmm. now that I see who they were, would design clothes for them. They would go off and market his clothes. And then we had a place on the north side in the Wicker Park area where they we had about 60 people sh- sewing the designs wow. and they would be sold all over. Um, but again, I was a kid, so I didn't realize the enormity of it. Um, he passed away about 14 years ago. Uh, right before this whole thing started. And so I'm well known in that arena. Um, I try to highlight um, designers, fashion, uh, but we also get very into, um, I'm a big foodie, so we have a lot of chefs that participate in these VIP receptions. And it's my way to give back because a large portion of the funds that we raise through these events go to non-for-profits. Um, and so we try to give back um, to our community, and uh, we're very grateful to our sponsors. One of our very steadfast, two of them actually, have been Walgreens and Comed. So thank you very much. Um, but um, it's our way to kind of give back, and and you'd be surprised. It's really great for me because we have so many young people that participate and that have been a part of it. And I've seen you know some of our models go from modeling to they're now doctors or they're I just had one that's a doctor that reached out to me and said, can we do something on social media together? Another one that's a lawyer. You know, we just have so many different um, people that I've seen grow up, if you will, and they come back and they're a part of it. Um, And so I I really love that dynamic. Um, I love fashion. I love the uh, ability to produce things that make people happy. You know, I, I think that shows on the, on the tech side where we, see things that are efficient on this side where we, you know, I don't see the show a lot of times until the very end when I get to, or a week or two later when I get to see the recording, but I'm, I'm there, I come out, I see the people, I see the happiness, the excitement, and then I see them giving to the communities, and I, I love that, so um, very proud, you know, to have been able to do that. It's a, it's a way for fashion to give back. That is so amazing. I want to come to this runway. You'd be surprised, you know, I, and, and we've done it here in Chicago. We were doing it in Miami, LA, and we've done it in Dallas. And it's surprising to me, like some of the people that are in the audience, it's the who's who that comes to these mm-hmm. events. To be honest with you, they want to be a part of it. People have heard of it. It's fun. It's a great way to network. It's a great way to give back. Um, and so it's it's 
it's good. And, you know, we involve, like, some of the people that are involved with us technology-wise. Our engineers love to come because <laughs> it's, so, <laughs> it's so out of the body experience for some of them, you know. It's kind yeah, of it's so different. Yeah. Different. So different. Oh, yeah. Great. And we have mutual customers. I mean, we have many customers in common. A lot of things that you've said are, you know, same customers. We work with the same partners. You know, CDWG is one of our partners. Um, CW as a whole is one of our partners. So, um, and when you talk about Walgreens, you know, th these are our customers as well. So it's really exciting uh, to hear that, you know, both you've kind of balanced the tech and fashion together. And I love that you're taking this on as a as a legacy for your dad, which is almost, you know, it just, just makes me feel so warm inside. That's great. So in yeah. addition to your business, you're also very passionate about human rights and creating long-term positive change, which is so important in our world today. Um, can you talk a little bit about your involvement in these areas and some of the projects that you've been involved in? Yeah, so I'll have to tell you that when I first um, went into government, it was interesting. I, I say this in my speeches all the time. So I actually said a prayer and I, you know, asked God, please guide me. And what's the best way that I can help a lot of people? You know, because our, our, our family was always kind of in the heart of the community. My, my dad was involved in so many things and I, and I wanted to help a lot of people. And I tell people that I, I heard got incorrectly the first time and said go into government <laughs> because now, now I think that one of the best ways for me to serve is really with the things that I do with my business and with the organizations that I get involved with and um, I do think that as business owners you know we have a responsibility to create um, businesses to create jobs and and to be active in our in our communities and really give back to our communities and, and make them a better place. I'm active in the city. I'm, I'm, I'm on the board of uh, the Chicago Transit Authority. I'm vice chairman. I'm involved with uh, Women's Business Development Center, as you know. I've been on that board for many, many years. And I'm involved with the Illinois Hispanic Chamber. So I'm involved in these different organizations, the City Club of Chicago um, as well. And so I think that we, especially women, you know, should be involved in different things and should, you have to be at the table for your voice to be heard. And so you got to figure out how, how you get yourself to that table. But then once you're there, you have a responsibility to speak up. I've got to share with you, Jennifer, that it was really, it's been funny because I'm on these Zoom calls or um, I had another, you know, calls back to back, right, mm -hmm. that you're on important calls. And um and I like to speak my mind and I, I, you know, I have facts to back up and I get prepared. And then yesterday, for some reason, the microphone on my laptop wasn't working mm -hmm. and I was freaking out, you know, and so I'm typing away, typing away. <laughs> They're trying to read what I'm writing because I, you know, I had some comments to make that I thought were important. They thought they were, it was important, but I couldn't speak. And so... How frustrating, right? But many of us, I think, as women sometimes find that even when we speak, our voice isn't heard. And I think it's important that our voice be heard. I think we as women, business women, moms, uh, which I am as well, you know, have a lot to say and a lot to contribute. I think we have to do it thoughtfully uh, with facts 
uh, come prepared, but I think we have to be at the table. I think it's extremely important and that we have to be involved so that if, especially with organizations, one of the things I've learned is that an organization, a good one, you know, can have an impact on so many people in a really big, fast way, much more so than you trying to do it by yourself. I completely agree. And, you know, some of the things just resonate so well with me when you talked about, you know, as a business owner, and I feel the same way as a business owner, we are responsible to create jobs to provide um, our employees with, um, you know, not only the job, but a career. And also, you know, the better they grow within the company, the more, the better vacations, better family life, better, you know, environment they can create and I you know I feel really responsible for that every day when I wake up that's that's my mission is that you know I have all of these families to feed I have to you know lead this team to success and so you are absolutely right with that and then for women for voices to be heard I just read an article that said you know if you invite women to a meeting they will always kind of take the side seats instead of coming right to the table which is so interesting and it is important for us to sit at the table and have a voice and and be heard so building that confidence in women is so important and i think we can never say enough about be prepared be ready but be vocal you know your voice is so important so great great points um and i know family is very important to you so and you're a busy entrepreneur you're doing many many different things how do you make time for family and ensure that you're actually present in that moment? You know, I own a business and I know how hard it is. Actually, last night I was talking to my kids and I'm working on the laptop at the same time. And they're asking me questions and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then they're like, mom? And I'm like, oh, stop. I was I shouldn't have been doing this. I need to be present. So I put the laptop down and I talk to them. Uh, but it's, it is hard to balance everything. So tell me. Tell me how you do it. It is really hard. You know what? Um, and I know some people are going to like yell at me, but, but thank goodness for COVID right now, in a way, right? We've gone through so many difficult things, but I think mm -hmm. it's forced us to slow down. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it's given me at least an opportunity to be a lot more present, uh, both to myself mm -hmm. and, um, and, and to the things that are important, right? Um, it's it, and you know, it. I have a daughter that um, she's she's graduated from University of Michigan, um, so she was gone kind of for four years, right? I mean, mm -hmm. seeing her on the holidays, and I missed her so much. And now she's back, and 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 she's getting she got a new job, and she's moving in an apartment and stuff like that. But in between now, we've had this time. Mm -hmm. uh, because of COVID, which is the only good thing, I guess, out of it, but it's really slowed it down. So I'm working from home and I've pushed myself to turn off the phone, to, you know, turn down the computer. And when I get a chance to be with her, really be with her, because uh, that time is gone, you know, it's going really fast and you're not going to get that time back. And so it's important for us to be present and you know, it's amazing, but things will wait for you. Like, yeah. you know, things will wait. Um, I, 
I remember when I was, um, when I went different studies or law school or whatever, and I remember thinking, oh my goodness, I'm missing out. You know, I'm, I'm young, I'm missing out on parties. I have a, I had a small child at, at home. I was doing like a million things and I wouldn't have any time for myself at all. I, you know, I see the kids um, in law school going to parties or, or getting together afterwards. Uh, or I'd see other people that I knew because I was already in the working world doing all kinds of stuff. And I remember telling myself, you have to do what's more important, most important for you right now in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the most important thing for me was my family first. And then at that time was getting through the, the school, right? And things will wait. You know, you, 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 it, it, time is your, from your perspective. And so you have to manage time instead of time managing you. Mm-hmm. And that makes such a big difference when you look at life that way. And it's amazing because when you do that, it's almost like time stands still for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you get to do whatever you have felt that at that moment is the most important, be it family, be it your work or whatever. Because otherwise, you're really not giving 100% to either one. And you end up being extremely frustrated and you end up being depleted. Um, and and you're not helping yourself and you're not really honoring yourself either. So I would suggest that, you know, that even if it's five minutes that you're giving at that time, you give completely that five minutes and then you come back to whatever you're doing. And it's hard. It, it's not the easiest thing to do, but things will wait for you. They really will. I think that's so true. Um, You know, we feel like we have to go, you know, especially as women, to be a superwoman and do everything at the same time. And you really can't multitask. You have to do one thing at a time in order to do it well. And so that's great, great, great advice. Um, So as a woman in tech, what challenges have you faced? Obviously, it's a male-dominated field. Um, How and, And what have you done to overcome them? Hmm. Uh, it's a very male-dominated field mm-hmm. still, and it's kind of interesting because I mean I found myself, I'm sure like like you have and other women in this industry, in many industries where you look up, you don't think about it. I mean I don't go into anything thinking, oh I'm a woman. I just don't. You know mm-hmm. I go in thinking, I've got to be prepared. You know do we have everything? Are we ready to go? Are we at our? You know do we have the top people? Do we have the best tools, etc. Um, but sometimes you look up and, you know, I've been in a room and um, I look up and there's 40 uh, men and me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think the the best thing is to be prepared, um, to be the best that you can be. Um, I, I, um, I'm, I'm very feminine and I really love being a woman. You know, I enjoy being a woman. I don't try to be like a guy because I'm not, I'm just mm-hmm. not. Um, and I like fashion, so you'll see me, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll, I'll walk in, you know, dress well or whatever, because I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I make it very clear that business is important to me, that when you have us involved, we're going to give you 150%. And, um, and have there been once or twice, I haven't, I, I've gotten a few times where, um, not in my face, but behind my back, you know, um, they've been trying to kind of 
pushed me aside because uh, my company's woman-owned. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that really helps a lot is um, your credibility and, you know, other people that can sometimes speak for you, right, um, is also very helpful. People that, that have been clients that you've done very successful work for or whatever, um, and that speaks for itself. Um, and so, you know, having some of that uh, or a lot of that credibility, I think, is really important. And don't think take things casually. I mean, um, and by that, I mean, don't take the work that you're doing casually or um, because it is important that you you give it your all. And sometimes it's hard because you'll get an employee or you'll get an engineer that doesn't follow through well then immediately you have to take care of that situation it's you you know um don't let things linger at all manage it quickly and efficiently and um so that because it does happen right not everybody's perfect and not everybody you bring in is perfect but i think you need to handle it immediately um i can be very passionate and excited and whatever um I don't think, though, that, you know, um, let me say this. I, I think you should be passionate about your work and everything else. Um, but, you know, don't let things get to you. Uh, I think that's the other thing. It's not personal. You know, you've got to never, I, I don't really take things personal. Um, even when I have felt that I was maybe treated or slighted um, simply because I was a woman, and it's not happened a lot, like I said, but it had ha- has happened. I mean, brush that off and think and focus on the successes that you've had and all the things that you bring to the table. Because one thing I've also learned is that what you focus on is, is the type of energy that you attract to yourself and where you put your attention is where you're going to go. And so take yourself to the positive side of all the things that you've done. Uh, the good work that you've done, the good clients that you've had, the projects that you've done, et cetera. Take yourself quickly there and get yourself out of the other. So I think that's really important. Great thoughts. And and you're right on with, you know, building credibility, having confidence, being prepared, and then, you know, go in, give it your all, do your best, and good things will come out of it. That's that's just how it works. And don't don't be thinking you're less, than anybody else when you're going to the table. I, I feel the same way. I never think, oh, I'm, I'm a woman or I'm in a male-dominated industry. I, I prepare. I make sure that, you know, I am very concise, very um, focused on the business part of it, like you said, and good things come out of it. So that's that's great. So in closing, what advice do you have for our listeners? We might have some women that are, you know, thinking about a technology career or maybe even in a technology career that want to get to the next level? What are some of the leadership um, skills or lessons that you've learned that you can, you know, um, pass on to our listeners um, for their future? Well, I've got to tell you that when COVID-19 started and um, I, you know, I, I was at home and I said to myself, okay, we're, our, our business is doing well but what's next? Like what is coming next and how do I prepare myself or what, what are some of the other business opportunities that are out there? 
-hmm. And one of the things um, was digital. Like how, you know, are there some things, and it was interesting because I got, my business was running and was running it mostly from, you know, um, telecommuting, right? So most of mm -hmm. our, our people were working, but I was like, you know, I've got to understand, and I'm pretty good at social media digital, but I was like, I really have to understand how to sell online. I don't know all the tools that are out there or how to market because I think that will be the next wave, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, and so I think for, for your listeners, um, that might be a great entree now because that's, um, that's the new norm. Like um, your people are selling more online and there's so many different things. So I actually took some classes on how to do that. Uh, it was hilarious because I was so busy. I was doing my business and taking the classes and this and that. And people would call me and go, I can't talk to you. <laughs> really. <laughs> so, but that's the new thing. And even Amazon, you know, it's interesting or, um, or some of these other companies that are out there are looking at small businesses now or to help build small businesses. I was just on a call earlier today uh, where with Chicago Public Schools and they had Amazon on and they mm -hmm. were talking about, you know, the small business tools now that they have and et cetera. So that might be a way for, for women that are not fully in tech that might look at this new avenue that's there. Um, get some training, you know, get some understanding um, because it is completely different way of marketing and um, but but there's a lot of opportunities there. Um, during this period, I actually was selling PPE stuff. <laughs> got the opportunity to do it. There was a need for it. I feel that we as business owners um, can fulfill a need, can help people in that way. And so I was like, okay, I'll put these two together. And it was easy for me. And then I set up something digitally and then we just did it. Um, so there's opportunities that are there and that might be an entree. Again, I think um, as an entrepreneur, um, you cannot be faint of heart, number one, you, uh, because you're going to see a lot of businesses go under now. Mm -hmm. uh, but with that said, there are a lot of opportunities that are opening up. And one of the big ones I think in the tech world is the digital side of it. Um, and even if you have a current business in technology, you might wanna take a look at the digital side as well because uh, that may be a new way of us doing business now as well. So understanding that I think is important. That would be my advice for now. That's great. Great advice. Um, Arabelle, it was such a pleasure to have you on the show. I am so excited to talk to you through, um, through all these questions and really getting to know you better. I just feel like, you know, uh, you, you're a very successful entrepreneur, but not only in your business, but you're constantly giving back, which is so, so uh, fortunate because you know as we get we want to give back and I think that's that's amazing so if our listeners wanted to get in touch with your company what what is the best way for them to do so yes I'm going to give you two so our website is aar-alva-rosales-rosales.net and then if they want to follow me and they can find everything there at Instagram, it's Arabelle22. Great. Well, thank you again. Such a pleasure. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Jennifer. Thank you for listening. 
And please take a minute to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. See you next week. As your organization continues to embrace and adopt new technologies, does your team have the skills required to make the most of your investments? Directions Training offers IT professional and end-user training for the most popular solutions today, including Microsoft 365, Azure, AWS, Cisco, Citrix, VMware, and much more. Our flexible delivery methods and full customized offerings make sure that you get the training you need just the way you need it in-person, virtual, on-demand, or through a blended approach. Success is a journey. Ask for directions. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com for more information today. Thanks for listening to Technology in the Right Direction your source for the latest technology trends shaping the world. To find out how to be a guest on the show, visit directionstraining.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, we hope that technology takes your business in the right direction.